Well, I bring you greetings from saints in Los Angeles. I'd like to look tonight at the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter, and the 44th verse. Matthew 24, 44. My guess is you've been around here very long. You've heard this verse before. It's Jesus speaking. And he said, therefore, be ye also ready. For in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. I don't know about to your ear, but to mine, that sounds like a command. The Lord said, be ready. I'm coming. Problem is, he didn't tell us exactly when he was coming. He just said, I'm coming. Probably most of us at some point in our lives have, have told someone, hey, I'm going to come at 5 o'clock. Be ready. I'm picking you up. I was thinking if you had 10 people that you told that to, probably three or four of them would be ready. Two or three of them would be getting ready. And the others might not even be home when you show up. Because that's just kind of how human nature works. But this is really important. When the Lord says, I'm coming, be ready. You better be ready. My son Joshua, heard you heard testify a little earlier tonight, rides to an art program on a van. And they have a set time they're supposed to show up. The only problem is they give you a time and then they show up when they feel like it. But sometimes they show up and maybe they're 15, 20 minutes early. And if you don't come out the door, they leave. That's disappointing if you want to ride. But see, when Jesus comes, when he shows up, he's leaving. You're either ready or you're not ready. It says in 1 Corinthians 15.52, it says, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Now we can debate just how long a twinkling of an eye is. But whatever the conclusion is, it's not very long. I think it's about the amount of time you blink. Well, let me ask you, what can you do tonight in about the amount of time that you blink your eye? Well, probably blink your eye. That's about it. So the Lord said, I'm coming, be ready. I heard a story. Two Christian brothers were talking and one of them said, oh, I figured out when the Lord's coming. And the other one said, no, that's impossible. You can't possibly do that. The word of God says you can't do that. Nobody knows the day or the hour. He says, yeah, I figured it out. Finally, the other one said, well, when? He said, in the hour that you think not. That's when the Lord's coming. So the Lord said, be ready. You don't know when. I wonder why would the Lord tell us that? And I think part of it, it has to do with human nature. Uh, if the Lord would say, well, you know, if I was going to come uh, year 2025, and I'm not making this forecast, by the way. This, this is not what this is. But if the Lord gave us this exact date, many people would just kind of wait and say, well, I've got 
two years, or I've got six months, or I've got four weeks, or whatever the amount of time was, and they wouldn't give it that much attention. They just wouldn't be ready. So the Lord said, be ready, I'm coming. And then didn't tell us when. He said, be ready if I come in the morning, if I come at noon, if I come in the afternoon, or if I come in the middle of the night, be ready. And the point of the Lord is he wants us to be ready and waiting and our eyes on him and devoted to him. Let's face it, in our lives, who really counts is Jesus Christ. The first commandment is thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. And if you fulfill that commandment, then you'll be ready. Of course, part of the definition, what is the definition? I think sometimes the questions ask, well, what does it mean to be ready? Well, there's a scripture in 2 Corinthians 3.14. It says, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. I'm here to tell you, you can't get yourself there on your own. The only way to come to the Lord and be in peace with Him, it has to start with salvation. Because if you have sin in your life, if you're not living in a way that's pleasing with Him, you're not in peace with Him. And you're definitely not without spot. No, the Lord has to come in and cleanse our lives. The Lord has to make a change. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, that who's, therefore if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, all things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And that's the state we have to be in when Jesus comes. We can't have been there last week, but not this week. Or we can't be getting there. We need to be there. It's been said, the Lord is not coming for those who are getting ready, but for those who are ready. So if you're in a a getting ready status tonight, you need to change your ways. You need to be ready. If you look in the 37th verse of chapter 24, the one we started with, it says, but as the days of Noah were, so also shall the coming of man be. We were studying in the discovery lesson, the lesson of Noah a couple weeks ago in Los Angeles and One thing that that jumped out to me is that in the days of Noah, people were exceedingly, exceedingly wicked. Said that the imaginations of their heart were only evil continually. Have you looked at our society recently? I don't mean with this group here. But but outside in the world, in the media, what is is given as the way to think or, or what's in popular culture, it's not leading you to Jesus Christ. It's people going the other way. And it doesn't seem to be getting wetter, better. It seems to be getting worse. I think you can make a case for being as in the days of Noah now. It says in uh, verse 38, for as in the... For in the days, for as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So all shall, shall the son of man be. Yeah, they were getting married. You know what? We're getting married too. I mean, not, not all of us, but different people in different times are living living life and there's nothing wrong with that the problem is is they were living life and they were taken by surprise when that flood came 
They weren't inspecting it. Now, you would have thought something was up when somebody was building a boat that was a football field and a half long. And if you read the dimensions in the Bible, it says that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. By that, I take he must have told someone that something was going to happen. But nobody seemed to be listening. But the day that Noah and his family got in the ark and the door was shut, their place of mercy was over. And I believe that when Jesus Christ comes back again, there's going to be many that are out in the world that they're going to be taken by surprise. We who love the Lord, we are walking with the Lord, none of us should be taken by surprise. In fact, one of the things that the Lord counseled over and over again was to watch. If you look in uh, Matthew 24, 40, it says, Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken and the other left. Watch. Therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come, but know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. I take from this that two were in the field, one was watching, one was not. Two women were grinding in a mill, one was watching and the other was not. It says watch therefore. What does it mean to watch? Well, if you look back in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus told Peter, James, and John, he says, watch and pray. Now, I think if James, Peter, James, and John ever had wanted something back to have a second try at it, this would have been one of them. Because the Lord was there in the Garden of Gethsemane telling them, watch and pray. The flesh indeed is will, the flesh indeed, or the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The Lord told them to watch. What did they do? They slept. Peter fell completely on his face right after that. They hadn't watched. Well, if you look back in Mark 13, 33, the Lord tells us to watch and pray because you don't know the hour or the day that I'm coming back. That's our job today is to watch and pray. Always be ready that the Lord may come. Something that I've done personally, I, I keep a little prayer list. I go through it every day. And the very top of that prayer list is, Lord, remember... To make me ready, keep me ready, because you're coming. I, I want to have a watch. I want to have a guard. I want to be looking at my life and saying, Lord, am I where you want me to be today? Because I don't know which day you're going to show up. We need to be there. That's critical. If you're not watching, you may end up being the second person in the field that got left. We had a lady in this church, Los Angeles church. It's been quite a few years ago now. Her name was Sister, and this was her name, Sister Queen Esther. She was an elderly lady. I think she was in her 80s. I'm not really sure. But that was my impression at the time. But what really stood out about her was just her testimony and her walk with the Lord, at least from what I could see, she would shout out hallelujah in the middle of a service and people would feel like hallelujah. And you know, some people shout out something in the service and go, oh my, I wish they wouldn't do that. No, when she did it, you feel like hallelujah. But when she got up and she testified, I can still remember her testimony. She would get up and say, I'm packed up. I'm prayed up. And I'm ready to go up. 
And when she would do this, this is the reason I brought her age out. I believe her feet left the ground. 80-year-olds who testify and their feet leave the ground. There's not a lot of them. Well, when she goes up, she's going to be one of the ones that rise first because she passed away a few years ago. But I was thinking, that's where we need to be living today. We need to be packed up, prayed up, and ready to go up. On our good days, we need to be packed up, prayed up, ready to go up. On our bad days, the difficult days, the days where it seems like nothing goes right. We still need to be packed up, prayed up, ready to go up. That may be the very day Jesus shows up. The Lord wants us to watch. Be careful. Have you ever considered, though, what it would be like the Lord came and you didn't go up? I don't even like to bring the subject up. But I think sometimes when you preach the gospel, you just have to tell it the way it is. Because if you don't bring it up and somebody doesn't go up because you didn't bring it up as a preacher, there's some responsibility there. What would be that? What would that be like? There's a verse that's found in Jeremiah 8.20. It says, the harvest is past. The summer is ended. And we are not saved. Now, these folks hadn't missed the rapture. But they had missed God's call. God had pled with them. God had sent them prophets. God had reached out to them. God had looked down with them in loving kindness. The Lord had done everything that he could, and they still hadn't responded. For whatever reason, they didn't respond. And all they had at that point was regret and tears. Well, think about it like this. There will be a day when the rapture's passed. Their opportunity is ended, and they're still here. That's a serious thought, but there will be some. I was impressed reading about Noah. When he heard about God's judgment, and he heard about what God intended to do, the scripture says that he moved with fear. I take by that, he didn't say, well, you know, Lord, I'll build that ark. Oh, let me see. I got a date. Six or seven months, I can get to it. We'll get started. Maybe lay some plans out. And then, No, he didn't do that. I think the first thing he did, he just went and started building. He started obeying. He started doing everything that he could in his power so he would be ready the day that the rain started to come down and he and his family would be saved. Today, if you came into this meeting and you're not ready for the Lord to come and you know it, You need to move with fear. Not because I say so. I'm nobody. But because this is a real situation. And there will be some people that will be caught and will be left. Don't find yourself as one of them. But there's something that I I like about the gospel. And there's a lot of things I like about the gospel, but really, really like about the gospel. And it's this, that however you arrived here today, whatever state you were in, maybe you showed up deep in sin 
You got under bondage with all kinds of habits and appetites. As far away from God as you could imagine. It doesn't have to stay that way. You can come to the Lord tonight. If you're not sure about you where you would go, if the Lord came today, you can settle that down at the altars this evening. It's not a big, long ordeal. It's just a matter of getting honest with the Lord and believing Him, giving Him your life, giving Him everything that you have. If you feel the Lord drawing you tonight, take that seriously. Feel the Lord calling things out of your life. Yield your life to Him. But don't put it off. You know, you have an enemy of your soul that will be happy to tell you, oh, you can do that on Sunday. Sure, come, come back Sunday and do it. I don't think that's what the Lord's saying tonight. If you have something on your heart, come back and meet the Lord tonight. Whatever else you've got going on in your life, whatever else that you think you might have to be doing, some people say, well, I've got a lot of things to take care of before I can come to the Lord. No, come to the Lord and let Him help you take care of those things. If you don't know what to do next, you have a problem, come down and tell the Lord about it. One thing about the Lord is He's a very good listener. The other thing about the Lord is He knew about it before you told Him. So when you take and you yield your life to Him, you give your life to Him, give Him a chance and see what He will do. If you don't have the faith or confidence that the Lord would take you up, come ask the Lord to give you that confidence. We have a very good God. The Lord Jesus died on the cross so you can go to heaven with Him. He paid a very dear price for it. And I believe tonight the Lord is calling. The Lord is saying if you're one of those and, and you know if the Lord's dealing with you, come. Believe on Him. We have a wonderful Lord tonight. I'm going to open the altars. Let's come out and pray.